What's going on, everybody? This is Ben from Retro Ben Gaming. With all the craziness happening in the world today, I decided to add a little positivity to it with this podcast. This podcast is going to focus on all things video games, whether it's discussing them, playing them, or just getting them on the cheap. Now, whether you're a PC player or a console player, I believe we all have something to add to this conversation. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and as always, keep gaming. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm Retro Ben from the Retro Ben Gaming Podcast, which you know because you clicked on it. Today, we're going to talk about a game that some of you played, some of you didn't. Probably most of you know or have heard about it. And that game, of course, is Pitfall. I played this game a bit as a kid and uh, wasn't that good. Never really got good with the jumps. Uh, But, you know, to each his own. We're going to attempt to play this game. Actually, we're going to play the game. We're going to attempt to beat it on my YouTube channel, which is Retro Brain Gaming on YouTube. Before that happens, let's go through the history of Pitfall. Hope you enjoy. Pitfall is a platform video game designed by David Crane for the Atari 2600 and released by Activision in 1982. The player controls Pitfall Harry and is tasked with collecting all the treasures in a jungle within 20 minutes. The world consists of 255 screens, which are horizontally connected in a flip screen manner. Each screen has one or more hazards, be it quicksand, tar pits, rolling logs, crocodiles, snakes, scorpions, campfires, and swinging vines. Pitfall received positive reviews upon release and is now considered one of the greatest video games ever made. It is one of the best-selling video games on the Atari 2600, with over 4 million copies sold. It was the top video game on the Billboard charts for more than a year and helped define the flip-screen platform game genre. All versions of the game have sold over 5 million copies worldwide. The game was followed by several sequels, beginning with Pitfall 2 Lost Caverns, which was developed by Crane, and was released for the Atari 2600 in 1984. The player controls Pitfall Harry through 255 horizontally connected screens of jungle in an attempt to recover 32 treasures in a 20-minute time period. Along the way, player must maneuver, jump over, or otherwise avoid obstacles by climbing, running, or swinging on vines. Treasure consists of bags of money, gold and silver bars, and diamond rings, which range in value from 2,000 to 5,000 points. There are eight of each treasure type. The player begins the game with three lives and a score of 2,000 points. A perfect score of 114,000 is achieved by collecting all 32 treasures without losing any points by falling into holes or touching logs. Running under every screen is an underground tunnel, which Harry can access by climbing down ladders or falling into holes. Traveling through the tunnel moves Harry forward three screens at a time, which is necessary to collect the treasures within the time limit. However, the tunnels can be blocked by brick walls, forcing the player to return to the surface to find a way around. The tunnels also contain scorpions. That's right. The player loses a life if Harry comes in contact with any obstacle except logs, or falls into a tar pit, quicksand, waterhole, or the mouth of a crocodile. The game ends when either all 32 treasures have been collected, all three lives have been lost, or the time has run out. Pitfall was created by David Crane a programmer who worked for Activision in the early 1980s. In a November 2003 interview with Edge, he described how in 1979, he had developed the technology to display a realistic running man and, in 1982, 
was searching for a suitable game in which to use it. I sat down with a blank piece of paper and drew a stick figure in the center. I said, okay, I have a little running man. Now let's put him on a path. Two lines were drawn. Where's the path? Let's put it in the jungle. So I drew some trees. Why is he running? I drew treasures to collect and enemies to avoid. And Pitfall was born. The entire process took about 10 minutes. About a thousand hours of programming later, the game was complete. The game uses non-flickering, multicolored, animated sprites on a system with notoriously primitive graphics hardware. To fit the game on a 4096-bit ROM, a polynomial counter generates the 255 screens with 50 bytes of code. The swinging vines are created by repeatedly displaying a one-pixel-wide sprite in different offsets. Several ports were made for computer systems, such as the MSX, the Commodore 64, Atari 8-bit family, as well as for home consoles such as the ColecoVision and the Intellivision. When Pitfall was originally sold, anyone who scored above 20,000 points could send Activision a picture of their television screen to receive a Pitfall Harry Explorer Club patch. The television commercial for Pitfall featured then-child actor Jack Black at age 13 in his first TV role. Pitfall for the Atari 2600 was the best-selling home video game from late 1982 to the first quarter of 1983. By mid-January 1983, it had been the top-selling game on the Billboard chart for seven weeks, much more successful than E.T., which Atari had paid $21 million to license, and remained in the number one position for 64 weeks in a row. The game sold 1 million units in 5 months and went on to sell over 3.5 million units by 1984. It is one of the best-selling games on the Atari 2600 and over 4 million copies sold as of 2008. All versions of the game sold over 5 million copies worldwide as of 1998. And just think, the first game sold 3.5 million by itself. That's pretty impressive. That's a good game right there. Danny Goodman of Creative Computing Video and Arcade Games stated that Pitfall was a standout among the dozens of 2,600 games announced at the Summer 1982 Consumer Electronics Show. A very original cartridge, no VCS, should be without. Arcade Express reviewed the 2,600 version of Pitfall in August 1982, stating that it may well be the best adventure game yet produced for the VCS, and giving it a score of 8 out of 10. Electronic Games in June 1983 praised the 2600 version's superb graphics and varied play action. Yeah, about that varied play action. You'll if you uh, watch my gameplay of it, or if you put it yourself, you know the action's not that varied. Still fun. Goodman was surprised that the Intellivision version's graphics were not greatly improved on the 2600s. Video games in March 1983 criticized Activision for not enhancing the Intellivision version's graphics. We all know you can do more with graphics on a television than on the VCS, so why no improvements in Pitfall? The Atari 2600 version of Pitfall was awarded Best Adventure Video Game at the 4th Annual Archie Awards. In 1995, Flux Magazine ranked the game 33rd on their Top 100 Video Games. Game Informer placed the game 41st on their Top 100 Video Games of All Time in 2001. In 2004, Pitfall was inducted into GameSpot's list of the greatest games of all time. In 2013, Entertainment Weekly listed it as one of the 10 best Atari 2600 games. 
Pitfall is considered one of the most influential games for the Atari 2600 system. It was a prototypical side-scrolling platform game, a genre which would dominate future 8-bit and 16-bit systems and introduce features that would be common in future platform games, such as the ability to travel up and down on multiple levels of play. Both Pitfall and its sequel, Pitfall 2 The Lost Caverns, have been included as playable Easter eggs in several Call of Duty titles, such as Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and Call of Duty World War II. The Atari 2600 sequel developed by David Crane, Pitfall 2 The Lost Caverns, was published in 1984 as one of the last major games for the system. It was reworked into 1987's Super Pitfall for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Pitfall, the Mind Adventure, in the style of contemporaneous 16-bit platform games, was released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System and Sega Genesis in 1994. It was later ported to the Sega CD in 1994, the 32X, Windows 95, and the Atari Jaguar in 1995, and the Game Boy Advance in 2001. The original Pitfall game is included as an Easter egg. In 1998, Pitfall 3D Beyond the Jungle was released for the PlayStation and, without the 3D designation, Game Boy Color. The game features Bruce Campbell as the voice of Pitfall Harry Jr. In 2004, Pitfall The Lost Expedition was released for the PlayStation 2, the GameCube, and the Xbox. It included both the original Pitfall and the Pitfall 2 games as extras. It was ported to the Wii as Pitfall The Big Adventure in 2008. In 2012, Activision released Pitfall for iOS, followed by a version for Android. The game is a 3D, endless runner in the style of Temple Run. That same year, Crane announced a Kickstarter campaign for Jungle Venture, a spiritual successor to the original games. The goal was $900,000, but it only raised $31,207. Crane said people thought he was asking for too much money. Everyone turned against me as soon as they saw the cost. Boy, ain't that the truth. David Crane, people turn against you quick when money's involved, especially when it's Pitfall. Come on now. In 1983, Pitfall made its animated television debut as a segment on the CBS Saturday Supercade cartoon lineup under the name Pitfall Harry. The plotline involves Harry, who's voiced by Robert Wrigley, his niece Rhonda, who's voiced by Noelle North, and his cowardly mountain lion Quick Claw, searching for hidden treasure. Only after one season, Pitfall Harry, Frogger, and Donkey Kong Jr. were replaced by Kangaroo and Space Ace. An abbreviated version of Pitfall is a demonstration project included with Gary Kitchen's Game Maker, published by Activision in 1985. Pitfall is mentioned in the movie Ready Player One as one of the only 2600 games that still hasn't ended. Trapfall by Ken Kalish is a direct clone for the TRS-80 color computer. It was licensed to MicroDeal as Cuthbert in the Jungle for the Dragon 32. Well, there you have it. There is the brief history of Pitfall. Now, I learned a couple things. I didn't realize his name was actual Harry. I've seen Pitfall Harry before, but I didn't realize they were talking about the main character. So that was pretty interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you get a chance to play Pitfall if you haven't already. Take the time in this uh, upcoming week or whenever to... To check it out, you can do the original on the Atari 2600, or you can try some of the more modern ones. I don't care. Even try that Temple Run style one for the iOS. That's okay. If you'd like to get a hold of me, let me know what you thought about this podcast, or if you have any suggestions yourself, feel free to send me an email at retrobandgaming at gmail.com. And as always, keep being good people, be good to those around you, and keep on gaming.
Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a second to subscribe. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can at retrobendgaming at gmail.com. Thanks again, and as always, keep gaming.